Good bloody evening, kings, men and kings, women. It is I, the king of the couch, back in your ear holes for yet another week. Episode 67. Tuesday night, Tuesday night, Tuesday night. Can you believe it? Listen, I'm a day late. This is not the first time and look, probably won't be the last time. But uh, I do apologize because I do have a couple of people that really, really look forward to this on the Tuesday morning. Anyway, a couple of people that let me know. I'm sure there's hundreds and thousands more that really, really love to wake up with the king of the couch on their Tuesday. So I really do uh, apologize. I feel, look, I genuinely feel bad when I don't get it done on a Monday night. Um... I feel like I've let the the punters down, you, the kings, men, kings, women, and I feel like I've let myself down somewhat. Um, couple of reasons, just quickly. It's the thirteenth of October, twenty twenty, and it's eight fifty four p.m. Tuesday night. I'm sitting here drinking a Heineken, a pint of Heineken in a can. Delish. Let's go. Yeah. What was the reason I wasn't here last night? Um. Two reasons. One, Arabella was a little bit out of sorts, and when I say out of sorts, she was sick. She had the um, she had the eighteen month vaccinations last Friday. Beck took her along to do those when I was working, so she had that, and she just wasn't, yeah, herself last night. I, um, it's fucked up, you know, with these with these vaccinations. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means. I'm not a. I wouldn't even say I'm a pro-vaxxer. I just. I don't know enough about that sort of stuff. I mean, we just sort of want her to have the vaccinations, you know, as a, as a baby. That's our choice. That's our right. I'd love to hear from people that are totally anti-vax for their babies and see what their reasoning is. But I feel like the diseases and all the stuff that it protects against are pretty horrible and the symptoms are very horrible, you know what I mean? So, But the, the one annoying thing about vaccinations is there's always a bit of a, a, a repercussion. It's, there's definitely a benefit in the draw fat, drawback. Sorry. So... You know, she's got the the measles and the uh, all these fucking shots rolled into one. So it's like a super shot that she got. She was cool Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sort of got a bit sniffly Sunday night. Yesterday, she was just, just out of it. Look, she's got cold symptoms, you know. So she had a bit of a really hoarse cough. I'm not sure if that was a side effect. But what I'm getting at here is every time you get a fucking jab to protect yourself from something, there seems to be a fucking... Uh, you know, a side effect. I've heard it so many times with people that go and get the flu shot, then they get the flu. Touch wood, I've never had a flu shot. And i damn sure I won't be fucking running out of the house to get one of these COVID-19 shots. I've already seen that they've had a bloody uh, a recall on the first test of bloody um, vaccinations that they're going out. No, thank you. I'll wait for them to, to run out the first lot of, uh, you know, draft testing of the COVID-19 people can jab themselves a little high and mighty over it and then once their arms fucking fall off and they they rejuvenate the the blend then I might think about it but until then no thank you but um yeah she was just out of sorts not herself and I was sort of being mindful of being too loud We're we're sort of 20 meters apart in the house but when she's not sleeping the best, she kept sort of waking up every 30 minutes, 45 an hour, you know what I mean? So I was sort of had that in the back of my mind. And then just real talk, real, real, real talk. I just woke up yesterday and I just wasn't wasn't feeling myself. Um, not because I was hungover or anything like that. I, I Look, in fairness, I did have a couple of drinks Sunday. When I say a couple of drinks, I literally had like two Heineken's one or two glasses of rosé, which is not, you might go, oh, that's a bit, but I'm like, that's not a fucking rarity for me. Um, not defending my drinking by any means because it's not, uh, 
you know what I mean? It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's a thing that I do. It's my cross to bear right now until I until I sort that out. But yeah, just woke up, wasn't feeling myself, a little bit, I'd say upset, a little bit maybe depressed, definitely anxious, fearful, guilty. I don't know. There was nothing really pressing for me to be... Um, to have any of those feelings about but that's that's the way I was waking up yesterday morning it sort of just carried on throughout the day and I just was really having one of those um those things where it was just in your mindset where you're just like it was the question of what the hell am I doing with my life you know I had a lot of stuff on I got a lot of stuff to be grateful and happy for I was just really struggling with that uh, that thought on my Monday, and I don't really feel like that on a Monday. Yeah, you know, sometimes it takes a, a few hours to shake the cobwebs off while I'm working and stuff like that. But I got things to look forward to. I got things to keep me occupied. You know, the the, the podcast is a big thing on a Monday. That's always in the the back of my mind to 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 get the app ready and get it out to you beautiful people. You know, give you pump you full of fucking humor and wisdom and filth and all that. But um, just couldn't get in the groove yesterday i really just couldn't get in the groove went to the gym uh good sesh had a good sesh sent it we'll talk about the gym soon enough and just yeah come home just wasn't in it and a good place i just felt not myself and uh, i said to beck i was like i just feel shitty today i just don't feel good and that was it and we got on this massive dnm basically and it got really really um sort of deep and meaningful and yeah, which is, you know, I won't go too much into it, not because I'm, I'm trying to hide anything or anything like that, but it was just one of those chats where I said a few things, she said a few things, it opens your eyes a little bit, you know, to it, and you're like, oh, God. And look, I've talked about it across the podcast, you know, we were doing the relationship counseling. This is not a thing about me and Beck, whether we're doing that, so I am seeing a counselor. I'm at that point where I feel like, Maybe I need to maybe I need to suss out some sort of life coach. There's certain things. I want to get real for you a second here. I did just mention the words grateful and happiness and and those and and I am quite fucking jovial on the podcast. You know, and I've got a lot to be happy about. I've got a lot to be upbeat about. I don't want to get on here and just uh, spurt misery because that's not what I'm about and that's not what the podcast is about. Sometimes though, I got to be honest with you. I just find myself in this miserable headspace and it's it's no good it's no good it's no good for me it's no good for bex no good for arabella it's no good for anybody so yeah i i uh i decided to pull the pin on last night's podcast obviously one because of arabella but two more so because i just was in a bad headspace i couldn't shake it i couldn't i couldn't even i couldn't even get happy i couldn't even get jovial for the podcast and i felt really really bad about that i really did so that's me bearing my soul for you all i just wanted you you to know that uh, I found it really hard yesterday to find uh, to find to find gratitude, to find just happiness, which is which is fucking bullshit. Because I have so much to be happy about, you know, and um, and that was the thing. Sometimes Beck was just like, and she wasn't having a go at me, but she's like, sometimes you can be just really sort of miserable. I have these massive. Uh, I sometimes call myself the yo-yo. You know what I mean? I have these massive highs and I have these massive lows. The lows have got better. They truly have. The highs are the highs are pretty good. I need to find that perfect middleman. I, I I love Beck for this reason. She she has she has the best middle. She's never really too high. She's never really too low. She's just awesome, you know. But she she tends to for my 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 uh, lack of a better reasoning. I feel like she tends to sort of hover between high and medium. She's good. She's never really down. Me, I'm fucking up and down. I'm highest of highs, lowest of lows sometimes. And yesterday was just it was just a low day. So. That's me being honest, and we'll talk more about that. I've got plans for November, and this sort of, funnily enough, will be the thing, you know. But um, 
That was uh, that was me. That's why I didn't get on last night. I thought I'm not fucking gonna do that to people. I'm not gonna get on, pretend and lie to people that I'm that I'm happy and this and that's going on. I got all these cool things to talk about, and I just couldn't uh, couldn't muster up the courage. I thought, fuck this, call it a day, go to bed. As it was, I was in bed for maybe an hour, half nodding off, and then Arabella came in. You know, Mumsy said, "Can you can you hold Arabella? I got to take a wee," and that was it. I slept with Arabella for the next seven eight hours. Got my fat ass up for the gym, 5.30 this morning. It's not a fat ass, actually. It's a very small, tiny ass. It's a, basically, I've got a little bit of a gut, but that's about it. And that was me. Good news, I woke up with a spring in my step today. I sort of fucking shook off the dust, shook off the cobwebs, and was like, you know what? Pull your fucking head in. Let's fucking go and get it done. So that was it. But I think it's important that I said that. It's important that um, I'm real with you, because this this is this is the king of the couch. It's, 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 there's a lot of humor on here. There's a lot of serious shit, but... It's important to be real with people. If, if you've been listening from the get-go, you, you'll know that I'm a very real person, especially on here, and, and I want to get realer and realer and realer. So anyway, heaps, heaps of stuff to talk about, but you know, apologies that I, uh, I couldn't get on last night, and uh, anyone that was upset this morning, seriously, sincere apologies, but uh, that's it. But anyway, fuck it. I'll spruce up your hump day. Get humped with the king of the couch on hump day. Wednesday, ugh, so good. Anyway, let me have a quick drink because my own. Um, Tongue is absolutely wretched. Mmm. Delicious. How good's the freaky deaky Dutch beer? I love it. Love Heineken. So good. Anyway, 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 where was I? I feel weird talking about my weekend on Tuesday, but I will talk about it anyway because I kind of like just to debrief the 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 you know the come down off the weekend. Um thank you for asking. Weekend was good. My mood yesterday had nothing to do with the weekend. It was actually a pretty good weekend. Friday night, um, Friday was a funny one, actually. We, um, firstly, we're coming into finals footy. I got asked one question about the, the Lions game and the NRL prelims this weekend, so I'll answer this after the weekend bit. Pardon me, fucking belching. Wouldn't be a show if I didn't belch. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, the weekend, Friday night. I actually had to work like half an hour later, but on a Friday, that feels like a good three to four hours late. Uh, I didn't clock off till just after 5.30, and it, honestly, it might have all been 10 p.m. What It was good, though. I got to go on with my life. Mother-in-law was around here looking after Arabella because Beck had ducked out for some acupuncture. She started getting into acupuncture. She's getting it every week. She likes it. It's good. Acupuncture, cupping. She started drinking a lot of Chinese herbs. She's taking some iron. She's taking some B12. All these different things that the, the acupuncturist recommended. I myself am going to go get some. Um, it's interesting. I've never had acupuncture. She. It's very interesting. I, I know I know when she's going to have acupuncture because I have to look after Arabella. So I, I hope that's where she's gone, you know, unless she's gone having a fucking affair. But the cupping on her back says otherwise. Um but she comes in the door, most weeks she comes in the door and she's got uh, the big spring in her step. She's good, she feels loose, she's like, yes, this was excellent, you know what I mean? Friday night she walked in the door and we'd had plans. We had plans to go see Sue and Tani, we're going to go in there. I wanted Arabella to uh, to see the triplets, I've got to, I've got to say in the kids' names. Awesome, highlight of the week. And we were going to have to footy, they were cooking us dinner. It was going to be great, it was going to be really good. Bet comes in the door, it was like... It was like one of those scenes out of a Western where like the saloon doors bang, bust open, and the bad motherfucker walks into town with his spurs and you know, he just he smells, you know, like he's got that he's got that bad cowboy smell. I can tell. He's chewing tobacco. That was Beck walking through the doors on Saturday uh, Friday night. And I was like, mm, hang on here, this there's an issue here. It was all cool. We sat down 15, 20 minutes, the mother in law, you know, 
said our goodbyes. That was all good. And I was like, cool, we're ready. We'll chuck our clothes on. Let's get around to stews. Now, I'd cracked a beer at about 4.30, little knockoff when I was working. And I had a beer while I was still working. So I cracked another beer probably at about quarter past five. You know, I'm an adult. I'm on my opens. It was all good. But I'm not a, a mathematician by any means. So Beck goes to me. We're driving about 800 meters, mind you. Beck goes to me, are you okay to drive? And I was like, um, I don't know. And she's like, what do you mean you don't know? I said, well, look, I've, this is I'm halfway through my second beer. They're 1.3 standards. By my count, that's probably about two standard drinks. I'm cool to drive around the corner. And she was just basically like, how dare you jeopardize the life of our daughter? And I was just like, <laughs> I, I wasn't, that was not my intention. I'm not a fucking mathematician. And it was at that moment I knew where we're kicking off here. And the whole family, we were just in unison together. I tried to put Arabella in the car. She just was not having it. Absolutely fucking lost it. She's doing this archer back bullshit too. You know when you're trying to, you know when it's like you're trying to force uh, a shape inside a shape that's not going. You know you're trying to put a fucking triangle in a in a circle or a square through a circle. Not happening. That was her. I'm trying to put her in the seat. She's arching her back the opposite way. And fuck me dead. I was just losing it. Beck's basically going, put her in, put her in, put her in. And I was just like, you fucking moron. I can't do this. I'm gritting my teeth. I could see Beck's blowing up. And I was just like, what's going on? I was like, can you do me a favor? Go back to acupuncture. Can they shove the needles back in and put you back together? Because I don't know what they've done, but they really hit an angry fucking chi button here in your body and it's kicked off and that was it there was a good 20 minutes we were sort of half arguing Arabella was crying we weren't really arguing we don't really do that I'm not really about that but she was sort of just there was this animosity fierce disgusting animosity in the air got to the point where Beck wasn't going then she's going she's going to walk around because Arabella wouldn't get in the car we eventually got her in the car it's an 800 meter drive I swear to god it's that but it's you know it's a 30 second drive or a five minute walk when you got the kids and you want to get home oh my god Got her in the car. She's fallen asleep. Woke her up. Got her to shoes. She slept in the cot. Dream. The triplets basically slept the whole game. The chicken, pesto, bacon, pasta. Absolute dream. The beers with our friends. Dream. Bet came out of the room early in the evening. She said, I apologize for my attitude. I don't know what was wrong, but they fucking put some needles in me, and I just come through the door absolutely raging. So the moral of that story is that from time to time, acupuncture can definitely cause some seriously angry emotions uh, in Beck's in Beck's case. Yeah, fuck, wow, scary. Um, but the footy was good. Footy, footy was good. Uh, good to see the Raiders got up. I picked the Roosters to win. They didn't. Who would have known? So, yeah, good to see the Raiders go through. I'm not really a fan of the Roosters. Don't hate the Roosters by any means. Just not a fan. I don't really follow them too much. Um, got love for the Raiders because I, they're an underdog. I like them. So I'm glad that they got through. Anyway, that was Friday night. Saturday, honest to God, can't remember what happened. It was one of those family sort of days. I know I did some shit. Don't really know what it was. My mum came up Saturday afternoon, and that was about it. Oh, I had to go out. Beck put an IKEA table. We bought this IKEA table. Very beautiful. Uh, shout out Becky. She's she's a little she's a little champion. She's setting up the house, sort of you know, section by section, room by room. So the living room, sort of almost almost getting there. And we did the dining table. Now we saved a bit of money. It's a great table. Don't mind. It is a great table. Really good. But with IKEA, you really run the gauntlet on how many fucking bits and screws and wood and shit am I gonna get? Well, this table, I can't even give you the name of it because it's in Swedish, but, you know, it's a funny name, and it came at about a 1,000 pieces. I said, right, I'm heading around to Stu's. I know he's got a drill. 
this is cool. I went around. I took Arabella to the park first. Then I come back, went to Stu's. I was like, man, I need to drill. He's like, say no more. There's two Coopers in the in the fridge. We had the, we had the beers. I helped him nurse a baby. He's got three of them. You know what I mean? He's got his hands full. He's got one in, one baby in one hand. There's Coopers in the other hand. One baby's rolling around the seat. And the boy, king of the couch, has got the other baby and the other beer. So I helped him there. That was great. I oh, want to give me a beer. Oh. If, if you're one of those people who likes beer and you're saying no to having a beer, you're not you're not a beer lover. Don't do it. That's rude. That's a punchable offense. Do not turn down a free beer. That's my that's my life rule. Um, come home, they got it together, and that was about it. We just sort of hung out that night. My uh, my good friend Matty Schloss, he'd been on a massive fishing trip, and he'd just given me a whole bunch of fish. It was coral trout. I think it was red throat emperor. It was pretty unreal. Maddie's just like so down to earth, and he was like, "You, um, you like fish?" I was like, "Yeah, man, fish is good. Love fish." He's like, "Cool, awesome. These is this is good fish. All you want to do is just cut the skin off, you know, defrost it, cut the skin off, double check it for the bones, you know. So, all good on the bone front. There was a few bones in some of them, but I managed to get them out. That wasn't the issue. I really, really underestimated how easy it would be to skin a fish. Take the fish." skin off the meaty bit now i don't have the best knives in the world and i'm trying to sharpen them up this is saturday night trying to sharpen the motherfuckers up beck's anger on friday night that was me on saturday night trying to fucking skin a fish holy shit and if anything what i've learned out of that situation is go and buy some fucking sharp knives some very 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 sharp knives i'm sitting there this this red throat emperor this beautiful fish by the way finally got there in the end but Holy fuck, I just couldn't get the thing. I just couldn't get it, and I'm missing chunks, and I was just like, oh, my God. The the coral trout, which had like a pinky skin, no problems. Got that sorted. It must be a bit of a weaker fish, whatever. The skin doesn't stay on as much, but this other fish was tight as fuck. It was muscular. Skin was bloody <clears throat> stuck, on the, stuck on the fillet. We got there, made a nice little homemade coleslaw, and... Uh, yeah, I made something else with it. Can't remember what it was. But the coleslaw, this was good. I'll give you a little recipe. Red cabbage, green cabbage, celery, carrot. Grate the carrot. You know, like, I'm not grate it. Peel it. But, like, just keep peeling it. You know you peel the carrot? Just keep peeling it until there's nothing. Chop up the, uh, the, the cabbage really, really thin. I like it thin and really, really thin on the celery. Put that together. I guesstimated these, these measurements, by the way. But if you've got maybe three or four people do about maybe half a cup, maybe a little bit more of whole egg mayo, maybe like one tablespoon of horseradish cream, maybe like a one tablespoon of mustard, depending on what you like on those sort of flavors. I like those kind of tang flavors. And then I sort of chucked in the juice of half a lemon, a bit of salt, that was it. Unreal, unreal coleslaw. That's the first time I made coleslaw in such a long time, but it's become a staple. I've literally eaten it. And this is all new. I haven't been like rock, rocking on one bucket of disgusting coleslaw since uh, Saturday night. I made coleslaw again tonight and I had it last night. Unreal. So that was Saturday. I think we attempted to watch a movie. That was about it. Sunday morning. Shout out me, the big dog king of the couch. I got up. I fucking got up Sunday morning. I went to um, Hit did a, <clears throat> they did a strength sesh. So it was like a five rep max class. And it was really cool. It was really good. The, there was there was a big reason I wanted to do it. Not not just because I wanted the benefits of going to the class. Obviously, I wanted to get Swole Dog Millionaire for my Sundays. But 
I really wanted to go because I'm trying to find, I really fucking am, I'm trying to find a level of consistency that I'm happy with at the gym, right? And I've been finding the last few weeks, I've just been like acting like a total bitch, right? Going one, two times a week to the gym. Now, I'm not a fucking giant roided up freak, but I do believe in the benefits of going to the gym, you know what I mean? The physical benefits are obvious, but it's the mental benefits that you really really thrive on me as an individual that's that's exactly what i need you know i really need that from the gym so i said to beck i was like look they've got this sesh coming on sunday morning it's a five at max class bench press squats and deadlifts i would like to work on definitely my deadlifts you know what i mean because i don't feel like that confident when i'm doing them she's like girls like it's 7 a.m and in my head this is bad because in my head i'm going does that mean i have to curve my drinking on saturday night there's there's a footy game on does that mean i'm not gonna be able to watch it and all these stupid things you know I still had a few drinks. I still was able to watch the football. I just fucking set the alarm, got up, went to the gym, and killed it. I honestly killed it. I felt really good. Um, and the cool thing now having a daughter is, you know, you set you set alarms or having a kid. It, it can be male or female. It doesn't matter. But having a, a, a young kid that gets up, you kind of pre-program them now to get up. So I set the alarm for, you know, like 6.15 or whatever. I'm up at 10 to fucking 6. It was no, bo- it was no issue. So we did that. That was cool. So, because you're asking, I'm going to tell you, but I maxed out, five rep max, right? So, I maxed out on the bench at 70 kilos. I have gone way stronger than that in the past, but it's been probably like um, a good year, I'd say, that I've actually done strength training like that, and I really enjoy it. I really do. Um, Not to make any excuses for myself, because I'm not trying to bitch you out here, but I'm old, right? I'm getting old now. I talk about it every few weeks, and I'm cracking up like there's no fucking tomorrow but there's a little bit of an issue with my left pec it sort of grabs and it pulls and it sort of winds around to my uh, my left tricep um i don't know what's going on but it's just a bit tender and it's a bit sore and i know that because my right can dominate on the bench or even on the dumbbells and the left is is, is lagging you know so i um I tapped out at about 70. In the past, I think my best I ever done, this was going back to like 2016, 2017. I was working out with Milky when we lost heaps of weight. And I think I tapped out at about 100 kilos. That was like a one rep max for me. <clears throat> Pardon me. So that was pretty strong back in the day. But I was happy with 70, given that I haven't really trained like that in over a year. The hit training is awesome, but you don't get to work on that that massive strength. You know what I mean? It's all, it's all sort of way lighter weights and you're sort of pumping through it, you know, at a minute at a time or X amount of reps every time in a, in a controlled sort of timed environment you know so i was really stoked with that squats killed it went like maxed out three three no what is it it's a five rep max class so everything's this is five so i got 70 for five walk went to the squats got 90 kilos in the squats and i was really stoked about that because um i don't really i've got these little chicken legs these beautiful little chicken legs they're not massive by any means i'm not a massive guy i'm a a real whippet full of just passion sometimes aggression sometimes depression doesn't matter but I'm full of it, you know, I'm a little whippet, and uh, smashed it, five reps, 90 kegs, and I was feeling good, I was really, really feeling good, I was like, this is fucking cool, you know what I mean, bang on to the deadlifts, same sort of thing, I um, maxed out on, uh, on on five reps on 90 kilos, so I was stoked, and I reckon I possibly could have gone heavier on, on most of those things, the chest just sort of gave away on the left there, unfortunately, if I had a bit more time in the class, I reckon I could have probably pushed that squat to 100, but I was feeling good at 90. I was like, nah, this is good. You know what I mean? I've had some sort of injuries over the last year and a half, just random little niggling things. And then the squats, you know, my back's, it's the shag is back. You know, I'm always shagging and it's not the best back, but um, 
I was happy with how 90 kegs went, you know, so that was good. So I'm going to try to, um, Raz, he's been on the show before, he he, uh, he sent me like an Excel thing to sort of, you put your information in, it gives you one rep max, your 12 rep max, all this sort of stuff, you know, he's, he's, he's a massive nerd like that, I can tell he thrives on it, he loves it, and that's awesome, I'm happy for him. So I'm going to try and track it, and if I can get to the gym every every three or four weeks to do a session like that that'd be awesome i just gotta find that time to get into the gym uh for hit to do that because they're sort of business hours class on either side of the day saturday they're sort of doing the classes in the morning they close out and sunday they're closed so this is a special one off so raz cat anyone that uh, goes to the gym if you're listening let's do that shit every sunday once a month every sunday no not once a month every sunday just once a month that's fine don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here. Must need another little sipperoo. Delish. So yeah, that was cool. That was really good. And um, I'm happy to say that I'm finding I'm finding that consistency. I sort of uh, I've just sort of made that that decision in my head that I'm not going to bitch out and I'm not going to make excuses to go. You know, I was I was look. Stu was my real accountability when he had the triplets. He stopped going as much because he's fucking got his hands full. I mean, when I had Arabella, I quit the gym for like a year. And got really working on my dad bod. And look, he's just entering the same phase. Except he's got three kids. So he's really, really got his hands full. So I've got no excuses, you know, compared to him. So I was like, no, I've got to go. So I hit, hit the gym Sunday. Hit the gym Monday night. And I've hit the gym again this morning. And I didn't go tonight only because I wanted to... Uh, Arabella was a little bit sick still. So I wanted to, wanted to sort of help her out. Help Beck out. Have a little dinner together. And then jump on... And give you a delicious podcast for your for your beautiful little ear holes, and that's exactly what I'm doing. But no shit, I'll be going to the gym tomorrow night. Then I'm going again on Thursday morning, and then no doubt going to go Thursday night. So that's my five sessions for the week. So I'm pretty stoked with that. If I can if I can jag another uh, little, I might do a run on Saturday. Well, what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to achieve, and I'm probably talked about this before, but this is this is. This is me knowing I need to do this again because it's fucking popping up everywhere. I need to, um, I need to sort of at least do something every day, every 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 day. That's the that's the thing. So there you go. So I'm a unit now with uh, goals and aspirations. So anyway, that was pretty much my weekend. Actually, no, it wasn't. I did a little bit more stuff on Sunday. Looked after AB, all that sort of stuff. You know, got a six pack of Heineken cans, got some rosé, had a couple of those, had a few rosés, and that was it. Then I went to Monday. Oh. Weekend's done. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. All right, let's get on. So I did have a, I did have a question, little fan question. Uh, shout out, Steph. Thanks for the question. Love it. Um, I don't have it sitting right in front of me, word for word. She basically was like, who's going to win between the Lions and the Cats and what are my predictions for the NRL uh, games this weekend? Right, Lions v. Cats. It's Look, I might sound biased. I don't give a fuck. Lions are going to win. They're going to tear them apart. Um, look, a cat in nature is basically just like a really, really tiny lion, like one-eighth the size of an actual lion. So uh, just by that association, a lion would rip to shreds a little domesticated house cat. So because of that, I mean, it makes sense, the writing's on the wall, that the lions are really going to smash and destroy the cats this weekend. Um, and I've got nothing against cats. The cats are good. Cats are good. The cats are fine. Beck's cousin, he loves the cats. I even like house cats. I'm a little bit allergic to them now, Going, getting older. I sneeze and carry on. But Lions, I think the Lions will get up 25 to 35 points this weekend. I think it's going to be good. And the Cats absolutely dominated Collingwood on the weekend. 
I don't know, Collingwood just turned to shit. I don't know what was going on there. But I think 25 to 35 points. Modest, modest sort of scoreline, but still getting out there. Um, I think the game might be tighter than people think, but I do do really think that the Lions will get up and look quite, uh, quite decisive. The way they played against Richmond the other week, if that's anything to go by, they should really fucking smash the Cats because the Cats, I don't think, are on the same level as Richmond. And, uh, yeah, that's a little bit of AFL math for you. So my prediction is the Lions will win and win fairly convincingly by at least 30 points. Now we got Storm. We go the other one, the other code, the other side of the fence. NRL. We got Storm v Raiders Friday, and we got Panther Panthers. The Penrith Panthers versus Rabbitohs on Saturday. Um, my predictions for both those. Look, I got. I like all these teams. I really do. Um, I hate to see any of them sort of get get out. Um, Storm v Raiders. I, I do think the Storm will get up here. Um, I'd love to see the Raiders get up because they got up last year and became the runners-up in the grand final. They sort of deserve a grand final. They've played good, and they've come they've come good at the end of the season more so than when they need to. They had a great game with the Roosters on Friday night. Good to see them fucking smash the Roosters. There goes the old three-peat dreams. Sorry for you Bondi, uh, you Bondi locals. Um, but it's really hard to go past the Storm. Storm always rises to the occasion. It's Cameron Smith's. Arguably, it's his last year. Uh, there'll be a couple other players leading, leaving the club. Um, I just think that Storm are hard to go by. In saying that, though, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a, a very close game. I think four to eight points is, is all that's in this game, maybe even less than that. But I'd say four to eight points modest with the Storm, but it's going to be fairly neck and neck. But, uh, yeah, I'd put my money on the Storm going into Saturday night. Penrith versus Rabbitohs. Uh, look, Rabbitohs have really, really come good at the end of the season. Like, really good. Like, in the last three or four games, they look fucking unstoppable. Um, they were down like 14 nil last week and then ended up winning like 40-18 or some stupid shit like that. They they just dominated Parramatta. And that's they just got a slow start for whatever the Rabbitohs, but they look unreal. They smashed the Roosters 60-18 the other week. It was ridiculous. But um, saying that, Penrith, Penrith of the team. Uh, they've been looking good all year. I think they may have lost one game this whole year, and, and I know statistically they've got to fucking lose again. But yeah, Penrith just look good. They look, they look the best in the comp right now. They look tough. Uh, Cleary, Nathan Cleary has found an unreal form this year, and he's just been working up to it. The whole, the whole club's good. There's not really one bad player on the side. Um, so yeah, Penrith are going to beat Rabbitohs this weekend, and I think they'll do that by. I'd say six to ten points. So the both games are going to be fairly close, and that's good. And I'm just saying that because I, I I I want the games to be like that. There's nothing that gets me gets me worked up more than getting all the way to finals. You know, quarter, semi, and the grand, and just whitewashes. I hate it. Geelong beat Collingwood by like eighty points last week. I'm like, but it's like the fucking, it's the, it's like the the quarterfinals. How, how does that happen? So yeah, Storm. V Penrith final for the NRL, and I think it's going to be a Lions v Port Adelaide final. Maybe Richmond, but I'm thinking Port Adelaide. That it's a good throwback to the Lions Port Adelaide sort of uh, heyday when they had those uh, few games of them. But yeah, that's the sport chat. Now, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff I've already fucking talked about. I do this every week, but I've got a few things here I wanted to talk about. One thing that came up, and I was mentioning the gym just there before, and I mentioned about physical. Uh, for me, it's more mental than physical, but don't get me wrong, the physical benefits are unreal. Um, I was uh, I was having a chat to Jamie, 
Jamie Sukjai, she's been on the show. Um, she cut my hair the other week. She shaved it off. Looks good. I like the shaved head. It, and I, look, quick disclaimer about shaved heads. I know it. I know it's probably not my most flattering haircut. Like as in a shaved head, not not bagging Jamie by any means. I love the way the shaved head feels. It still looks sharp as a tack. I mean, yes, I probably look a little bit better with a bit of quiff action on the top of the hair, but I love it. I'm not changing it. I I think I'll keep the shaved head around for a little bit. It makes me feel good. Makes me feel agile. I dig it. Um, but yeah, Jamie's a, Jamie's a good chat. She's a good chick. She loves a chat. And we got talking about body image and things like that. You know, we sort of, I don't know how it started. She mentioned something and that's generally how a conversation starts. If you didn't know, that's how it starts. One person talks, the other person talks, you've got a conversation. But um, she mentioned something about body image. And it was funny because we started talking about men. And I had been thinking about this quite a while. And I'm, look, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the show but, but body image in men, it was one of those things I wanted to talk about for a while. I didn't really know how to sort of address it, and I still don't know how to address it because, frankly, I don't really do a lot of research. I just sort of open my big fat trap and talk. But, uh, yeah, it come up because – and it started – that's right, she's a hairdresser. So it started about men that are thinning, you know, thinning in their hair, not thinning in their fucking waist. Um and I, I have a thick head of hair, right? I've probably talked about this every episode. It's a great head of hair, you know what I mean? For all my faults, my hair is definitely not one of them. You couldn't talk, you couldn't say a bad word about my hair. You know, I, I shave it, I shave it in full utter confidence, knowing full well that in a, in a month's time, I'll have a luscious mane again. You know what I mean? That's, that's how good my hair is. But there's guys, some really, really good friends of mine. There's guys that don't have a lot of hair. They're, they're thinning. And for me, I've, I've, I guess I've been a little bit ignorant, maybe even a bit arrogant, where I'm just like, man, don't worry about it. You've got so many other things going on in your life. Um, fuck it. It's just hair. Shave it off. Bah. Everything else you've got going on in life is, is way better than just worrying about your hair. But to that individual that's got everything else going on in their life, the, the, the thick hair is all they want. You know, the better hairline. That's all they want. So from the outside looking in, who am I to who am I to sort of yeah I can say my two cents, but who am I to sort of judge and say just shave it off, you'll be sweet because they're, they're going, no, I'm fucking not, I'm not going to be okay, I've got everything going out in my life, but I want the thick hair like the king of the couch. But it was interesting because I feel like often often that and I and I notice it. I look. One thing I, I do do a lot of is is listening. I'll talk a lot, but the older I get, the more and more I listen and pay attention to certain things. And you look around at certain situations, you know, and you look around at people and, and, and some guys really are, and I'd say more so than some females I know, because females can be really fucking fixated in their body image, you know. That's one of the things that Beck's always talking about, negative, positive, but she's always talking about it, and a lot of fucking females are, you know. But I know a lot of guys, a lot of guys that are always talking about their body image as well. And I think I'm fairly quite lenient on my body. You know, there'll be times that I've 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 smashed so much alcohol or so much shit food on a weekend. You know, I've drank the better half of fucking twenty four beers over a weekend, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling fat as fuck. It's like no shit, dickhead, because you drank twenty four pints this weekend. Of course you're fucking feeling fat. Go a few days without the sauce, you'll thin right out. You feel good. Yeah, you don't have abs, but you feel good. That to me is a mental battle, you know, and a lot of the body image stuff is probably a mental battle as well. But uh, it's just interesting, Todd, because there's there's so many guys I know that are they're concerned with how they used to look. You know, I used to, I was saying to Beck, and we've talked about this extensively. When Beck and I met, I was fat, right, chubby. I wasn't a beast beast, but I was big enough to fucking go. I've got a fucking fatness problem here, and I need to fix it. And I fixed it, 
right? And I got really, 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 really thin, down to like 65 kilos. But I was lean, you know, I was like probably 9 or 10% body fat. I, I was quite lean, I thought. Uh, and then I gradually put a bit of weight on, put a bit of weight on. I'm still working out in the gym, so I've still got a lot of strength and I still look somewhat muscular. If I work out in a tank top, I, I, I look muscular. I'm just saying that. But I put on weight, you know what I mean? Right now, I'm probably sitting at just a little bit above as heavy as I was before I lost heaps of fucking weight. The only difference is back then I was drinking a lot more, eating a lot worse, maybe not even eating as much as I eat now, but definitely drinking a lot more. And I was not lifting a finger. Like I was not doing anything physical. Now I'll definitely drink, but I'll still get physical. You know what I mean? And I watch my diet a little bit more. Plus I eat more consecutively than I used to. So... And the other day, I was just sitting there, and I was like, oh, shit, you know, like, I saw the scales, and it's like, what's the big fucking deal? But I saw the scales, and I was just like, oh, in my head, I was like, oh, I, I'm heavier than when I went, or what I was when I met Beck, you know what I mean? Like, and, and that was a big deal, right? Or well, just before Beck. Just to give you an example, I think it was like 78.7 kilos, and the other day, I was like 79.1 now, for me, and I might be fucking kidding myself here, but I didn't feel as fat, and I definitely don't think I looked as bad as I did back then, right? And it's one of those things, and I know that I've got bigger, and Beck will definitely remind me of that, but as soon as I saw that number on the scales, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was mortified, but all I thought was, oh, fuck, like, I was once just a bit lighter than this, and I thought I was way worse. So by definition, is that number on the scale, does it... Does it replicate like that I've, I've let it all go and I'm fat as a tack and I'm back to exactly where I was, you know, I'm drinking all the time, I'm, I'm eating shit food, I look terrible. Look, after I sort of calmed down from the hysteria, I thought, nah, that's not true at all. Like, I'm I'm a better person in a lot of ways. Yeah, I've got a hell of a lot of work to go on. Fucking go back to the start of the podcast, I told you I had a terrible day yesterday. But we can all do some work. And I go to the gym, you know, more than I did there. And it was like, at that point, I was like, you know what? The weight on the scale, to me, it, it means fuck all, right? Because all i got to do is go into the gym, get my body looking good. And if it says I'm 110 kilos, but my body is fucking built like a brick shit house and I look good, then the scale is irrelevant anyway. Because once once the, the visual aspect or the visual appeal or the inside feel outweighs that little number on the scale, it doesn't fucking matter anyway. So it's all relevant. So for, for what I'm getting at with that is anyone, guys and girls that are, that are fixated with a number on the scale, don't worry about it. Just go out and make sure you 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 work on how you actually look and how you actually feel. Um, beyond that, my biggest battle not as a physical physical battle it's a, it's a it's a it's a spiritual war. I think they talk about the Fight Club. You know, uh, our our biggest um, we don't have a fucking world war. We get nothing like that. Our biggest wars are spiritual wars nowadays. And for me, that's one hundred percent true. But it was just this interesting thing because I've I've started like. I've got all these guy mates, and you know they've got issues with their bodies. Some that are working on it, and some that they don't. They're just trying to hide it, you know. But but women's bodies are always highlighted in the public eye, you know. And I, look, this is not a not a chip at women because they've got their own fair share of issues, of course, you know. Like they they're always getting called out on on things. And there's guys out there that oh, for me they're fucking one out of tens. They're ugly as shit. These ugly dudes online calling out chicks that frankly are like eleven out of tens. And they're finding the tiniest imperfections, you know what I mean? Oh, look at her nose, or look at her hips, or look at this. It's like, mate, have, do you even own a mirror? You've got three teeth in your head and a, and a fucking shit haircut, and you look like you smell. And that's that's that, you know what I mean? So there's guys that 
don't worry about that, women. Don't worry about that. Because the guys, as soon as they could see you and you would give them the, the, the slightest chance, they'd be all over you like a rash. But um, I just off the back of that, myself, my personal preference, right? I, um, and I'm going to sound like such a sweetheart saying this, I, I look at a lot of different women, right? And I think, uh, and this is not to suck up, but I think I think all women are beautiful in their in their own in their own way, right? And for different reasons, you know. And I don't really have a type. And I know I've mentioned on the show before, but I don't really have a type, right? I've got, I've had several. I've had a few girlfriends, and they've they've all looked slightly different. I've had partners, uh, you know, call them what you will. They all look different. Um, so. I don't really have a type. I can look at a skinnier girl and, and find find beauty in that. I can look at a bigger girl, and, and I'm and I'm and I mean bigger girl. Like I'm, I truly stand by that. Years ago, I used to have a hard time sort of admitting that. Now, 31 years of age, no, I don't. I like some big girls, right? And that's cool. But what I find now, and and I think it's really cool, is that there's more awareness around female body shape. You know what I mean? There's a lot um, bigger girls or or. or <laughs> once upon a time, imperfect girls putting themselves out there on social media and on the platforms and stuff like that. Um, and they're getting a lot of love, a lot of uh, a lot of fucking press. You know, that, there's that Ashley Graham. She's one of the big, biggest supermodels in the world. And she's like a bigger girl. And I think she's fucking beautiful, right? But she um, she's not your typical supermodel, right? And I think that's really cool. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of that around, around women. What I what I fucking really wanted to bring body image up for tonight was because I feel like there's no awareness like that around men. You know what I mean? There's still that very stereotypical sort of society's look at a man. You know what I mean? He's got to be 5'11", 6 foot. 6 foot's a must. You know what I mean? I'm fucking 5'7", right? So I'm never, and I'm 31, I'm never getting to 6 foot. Unless I chuck on some platform shoes, I'm not touching 6 foot, right? So I've got to bash down that memory in my head. That's a That's a dead dream, right? But society sort of wants men to be, you know, six foot. Now, that's that's like a standard thing. They want them to have broad shoulders. They want them to have abs or at least a flat stomach. You know what I mean? They've got to have a particular sort of hair. You know, they've got to be confident. They've got to be go-getters. They've got to do this. They've got to do that. But there's that, that, there's that particular imagery of a man, and I don't think it's really changed too much. Look, different types of people, different types of circle, they'll, they'll say that that's not their, their typical thing. But I'm talking about society sort of standards here, right? I can see it all changing now for women. And what I'm getting at is I kind of want it to change for men too. <clears throat> and that's not just because, you know, I'm looking at uh, society respecting guys that are 5'7 and have a little beer gut and, and a great, great sense of humor. But that would be nice. But yeah, I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. I look around and see some guys, they've got a bit of an issue with, with themselves. And I'm like, well, these poor dudes is because they sort of probably still hung up on society's uh, you know, standards and things like that. I myself, while I'm so totally uh, unconfident with so many aspects of my life still, that's not one of them. You know what I mean? I know who I am now. You know, However, I know I can do better. So there's, there's that to also contend with too. But we feel like we do a whole fucking show on this i've got a uh i've got some interesting people lined up for this show and they can probably help me out explain this situation better all i really wanted to th- say was that I, I feel like the the imagery for women has changed and society is changing with it whereas men are still a bit stuck in the past you know what i mean um and that's all that's all i wanted to highlight probably didn't know justice at all but i don't care it's my show it's king of the couch and i am imperfect and i'm okay with that ah god now, I've got, fuck, we're getting on here. We're getting on here. I've still got a few more things to talk about tonight. I 
tell you what, look, I'm telling my plans for November that I wanted to do a little Eddie Van Halen tribute tonight. When I say a little Eddie Van Halen tribute, probably a bigger one. Um, he passed away this week for uh, for the musicians and music lovers. If you don't know Eddie Van Halen, go and check him out. He was proper, proper guitar god material. He was the definition of guitar god. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I was genuinely sad about that the other day. Um, there's something about when you wake up, you don't know someone, like you physically don't know them, but you know so much about their music or their movies or whatever it is, and they've sort of made you feel different emotions and had a lot to do with it, and you see their imagery all over CDs and DVDs and all this sort of thing, and then they pass away, and you're just like, fuck, like you wake up, and it's just like, oh my God, like, I was like, fuck, Eddie Van Halen's died, you know, he's 65, I'm like, that's not old, you know, my dad's only just about 60, I'm like, geez, that's not old, you know, and I knew that he, you know, he had throat cancer, had issues with cancer, and you're like, fuck cancer, you know, firstly, but... It's just like, oh man, he did so much in his life and I listened to so much of his music and all this sort of stuff and he touched so many people and you're like, now he's gone. And it's just, you know, his music will live on forever, his legacy lives on forever, which I think is so fucking cool. But it's just like, wow, you know. So I was genuinely sad about that the other day. I thought that, that's a real that's a real sort of shitty thing. But um, I wanted to I wanted to talk. I've, I've talked about people that I've done sort of little tributes before, you know, shouting out people that have just passed away. But I thought oh, it'd be cool to do a little Eddie Van Halen tribute tonight. Do do like uh, do like ten facts about Eddie Van Halen's life or his achievements. You know, like some things I know, some things I didn't know. But I'm all about paying it forward. It's cool. My thing is that if someone is into good music and they've never heard Van Halen before, go and check out Van Halen. And this is my way of paying it forward. You know, so. I thought this was cool. So anyone that does not, and, and any music fan, uh, anyone that's not a fan of Eddie Van Halen, that's your fucking loss. But I might lose you for a bit here. But he's a real shit-hot guitarist, a full guitar virtuoso, guitar god type figure. And he played in like arguably one of the coolest party bands of the sort of late 70s, 80s, 90s, Van Halen. Um, unreal. So good. So anyway, being that he was an unreal guitarist, uh, he actually got his start on the piano and the drums, which was which was quite fascinating. I thought that was really cool. His brother Alex was obviously the drummer in Van Halen, and then Eddie switched to guitars, and fuck, thank God he did, because it was definitely his uh, calling. Now, he's never been able to read music. That's cool. That's not a rarity, though. I think that's really sick, because he's actually like... Like, when you listen to his music, it's like, fuck, he is like, you know properly classically trained but he's actually not classically trained he uh he he basically just uh looked at people and just copied what they did and then just kept learning kept moving his fingers and that was it there you go fact number three he's named after another legendary musician edward lodewidge van halen Mm, interesting fact number four this is a cool one he had initially uncredited role on michael jackson's beat it i did kind of know this um but i didn't sort of know this so anyone that's heard michael jackson's beat it if you've heard the solo on that song that is eddie van halen so this is cool i think this is really cool it took him an hour it took him half an hour to record the solo and he did it for free as a favor to his uh producer quincy jones and uh he just did it while he was in town that was cool and this is this is where he says i said to myself who's gonna know that i played on this kid's record this kid being michael japson <laughs> japson fuck me dead <clears throat> it's getting late i'm losing my voice but this kid being michael jackson right 
nobody's going to find out wrong big time wrong and it ended up being the fucking record of the year so he did he went uncredited and he didn't ask for any pay what a top bloke i mean i know people go that's fucking stupid but it's like ah did it as a favor for a friend whatever you can't be hung up on things like that i'm sure people do that all the time you know i wish i'd fucking chuck money on that horse i wish i'd done this i should have done that should have bought that lotto whatever you didn't don't fucking uh don't cry over spilled milk you know his band set a world record. So in 1983, Van Halen performed with his band on Heavy Metal Day at the U.S. Festival in San Bernardino, California, and they made $1.5 million for a 90-minute set. How crazy is that? I mean, that, that that doesn't sound like a lot of money nowadays, but in 1983, for a band to do an hour and a half set, $1.5 million is a fucking lot of money. So that's how shit hot they were at the time. He holds several patents. I won't go into them, but they're... Some some to do with the uh, the Frankenstrat he uh, he created, which was a mixture of Fender and Gibson guitars. Uh, he's got another patent to do with something, and another patent to do something else. So he's got three that I can see here. He once used a power drill as uh, as an accompanying soundtrack. Uh, Van Halen took it one step further, incorporating the sound of a power drill into Pound Cake. You can hear it in the song's introduction and guitar solo. I've seen him do it live on stage. Very cool. This is a cool one. His band really did ban Brown M and M's from backstage. People, uh, people want to sing this. I don't know. Is it? Uh, in this is Spinal Tap. Have you ever seen this? Is Spinal Tap? You would have seen this. It's in. It's in some. It's in. It, it's one of those sort of notorious things that crops up across uh, all these little th- these platforms. But um, separating the the M and M's. You know, it's a very rock and roll thing. Um, <laughs> this this story followed their whole career, and it's and it's true. So they uh, they basically got rid of um, brown M and M's, and they would never let them. You know have them backstage and it was in their contract in their writer they said we do not want brown m&ms backstage and the last fact and uh the most obvious one here's one of the greatest guitarists in rock history so 2007 van halen was inducted in the rock and roll hall of fame there you go i'm not sure what number he sat at uh actually number four fuck me dead i don't know who number three two and one was but uh he'd have to be up there for number one for sure but anyway that was my uh my very my very basic uh tribute to eddie van halen uh i have to do more episodes on music <clears throat> i love music I, probably that little bit didn't do it just as how much i love music uh, i'm sure you realize how much i love music but <clears throat> sorry i'm losing my fucking voice here um but yeah genuinely sad about that the other day go and check out van halen if you're one of those really awesome people that follow the shows but don't like awesome music go check out van halen one now go check out fair warning listen to unchained Listen to Jamie's crying and talking about love, running with the devil. Listen to Eruption. God, if you haven't heard Eruption, if you, if you just like guitars, go and check out Eddie Van Halen doing Eruption. Anyway, that's my uh, that's my tribute to to Eddie. Rest in power. Ugh, gutted. Now, I um I've got a couple more things to talk about. I'm not sure which one to talk about. One thing one thing I know about. One thing I don't... I was going to talk about going viral tonight. I uh, I didn't do much research on going viral, but I, I just... I, this just pricked my um, my thing the other day, my psyche, my mindset. I saw that uh, that guy cruising down the street on a skateboard drinking the cranberry juice, and it was like he was listening to Fleetwood Mac Dreams. I found him on Instagram, like everybody fucking probably has, and his name's Dogface, like 408 or something on Instagram. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was really cool. I thought it was really really funny, to be honest. But he was just like this dude chilling, had like head tats, fucking having a good time drinking cranberry juice. Um, it's crazy, but it like got me thinking. You know, I was like, how do people go viral? Like, what? How how do you 
how do you get a thing to go viral? You know, at some point, do I post an Instagram video or a TikTok or is it a YouTube video? Pardon me. And it just goes fucking viral. Like, it's just, yeah, it fascinates me. So for those of you who didn't know, and I didn't know before this podcast, here's a definition of going viral that I found. So some video data analysts argue the benchmark of 100,000 views since 53% on YouTube videos have fewer than 500 views, with less than 1% having more than 1 million views. On the other hand, some analysts argue that it's not the number of views or shares a piece of content receives, it's purely the rate at which the content is consumed. If it receives 40,000 hits in four hours, but then dwindles, it could still be considered viral. So basically, the bottom line is that if the, it, the bottom line is that the threshold for content having gone viral is relative regardless. In this day and age, we tend to know something has gone viral when we see it. So yeah, it's a certain amount of views or if it's really if it's been shared really 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 fast. Like that guy, that guy, the dog face guy with the fucking cranberry on the skateboard. He um he went really really fast. It was crazy. I just don't know how that sort of stuff goes viral. I mean, he had fucking Mick Fleetwood, I believe it was, fucking drinking cranberry juice and going down listening to dreams on his skateboard. I was like, "Man, that's a that's the fucking definition of going viral." Um but yeah, maybe I need to go viral. If I went viral, this podcast would uh, surely hit the moon and back. But that's that's not my be all and end all. But I just would be interesting to have a, a, a viral video. Like so many things, I uh, I had a look at some of these viral videos. Everyone's seen viral videos, you know. Like remember that neck minute guy? He was like one of the viral videos I saw from when we were a lot younger. I don't really keep up on this sort of stuff, you know. For someone that has the internet, I don't really keep up on it. But uh, that one just stuck out in my mind, and I was just like, wow, this guy's literally going down the hill on a skateboard drinking cranberry juice. That's sick. Listening to Fleetwood Mac, that's sick. And he's going viral. I thought it was funny as fuck, you know, so I just wanted to find out the definition of going viral. Anyway, one day, I'm sure, I'm sure this show will go viral. I don't know what to, I can do to do that, but it will. Ugh, here we go. Anyway, look, I think that's episode 67 in the can. A uh, bit of a random episode. I was a bit all over the shop, you know. But that's the show. I don't care. I feel like I, I feel like I make up and apologize for that every episode. But at the end of it, it's all good. We got another episode done, and it fucking feels good. Now next week, I've um, friend Jared. He's going to be on the show next week. The podcast can be a little bit different. It's a guest episode, of course, but it's going to be dedicated to conspiracy theories. I, I, I keep getting a lot of people fucking message me about talk more about conspiracy theories, and I, I feel like personally. Maybe I'm a harsh critic of myself, probably am, but I don't do it justice just talking about it myself. Jared's into some weird shit, some conspiracy theory weird shit. So I said to him, hey man, let's go through these ones and whatever else we can think of, let's talk about it. He's done a bit of research and stuff like that, not to put him on the spot and not to put the pressure on him, but I think he's going to be a good person. So next week's episode is going to be a little bit different, just all about conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Now after that, I did want to. I did want to highlight this. My plans for November because it's look. We're rocketing through October. It's halfway through October. So, like earlier on the show, I talked about having a bad day. Right? It was these things that sort of come full circle. We've all had bad days. That my day is no worse than someone else is having a bad day. But it's just it's my day, right? So I can fucking have it. But my plans for November is so one. It's November, aka Movember. So first cab off the rank i'm gonna grow a fucking mustache a seedy porno mustache for november um my goal is to to raise a bit of cash maybe set the bar at 500 dollars might even set it a thousand dollars i don't know yet 
and we're going to donate that to a, uh, a charity, a mental health charity, and it'll be good because men's mental health and anyone's mental health, I don't like to... I, I, like I'm a man, so I'm biased, but I don't like to single out women's mental health because that's that's things too. But as a man, I can I can talk for men. Um, it's near and dear to my heart, right? As I, I get properly anxiety, properly anxious, you know, serious anxiety sometimes. Sometimes I think, am I fucking depressed? I don't know. I know I'm fucking happy, but like I said, I'm the yo-yo. I'm up and I'm down. So I'd like to do my part, whether it's a, it's a, it's a drop in the ocean, but you know. A dollar can sometimes go a long way, right? So one, I'm, I'm growing a CD porno mustache and going to try and raise some cash, right? Now, uh, that's not enough for me. Given that I come on and I do this show every Monday night and we talk about the weekend and we highlight a few things and we talk a bit of crap, that's good. I dig that. But I thought we'll make no- November a little bit more of a serious month, right? So uh, there'll be jokes in there too. But I really want to highlight men's mental health over the month of, of November, sort of m- you know, there'll be there'll be parts about my own. I might go really deep on some of my own dark days and my own my own thoughts. Some negative, really deep. I'm honest, and I think I think people could really maybe benefit. You know, from me being even more honest about the darkest shit. You know, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bear my soul a bit more in November. Uh, quite quite frankly, I'll probably bear it really heavily in, in, in a lot of November. Um, I've reached out, hopefully have some sort of psychiatrist, psychologist sort of type figure on for the month. Um, I'd like to get some health professionals on there, talk about uh, exercise and things like that, like that sort of side of the, the, the brain, you know, diet. What I want to achieve is sort of talk about my, my own two cents with mental health, highlights of figures, stats, all that stuff, all the stuff surrounding it. You, look, I'm not going to go on about it here, but tune in for November. And I'd like to sort of do the clinical approach and I'd like to do the holistic approach. I want to sort of showcase everything all the whilst while growing a seedy fucking pornographic mustache. I think it's cool. Anyway, so that's my plans for November, right? Get on board with it. If you can chip in a dollar, a dime, whatever. If you can chip, chip in a hundred dimes, I'll kiss you. I'll put that on the ad. But that's it. That's King of the Catch episode 67. Thank you very much for listening. Apologies again for being a day late, but whatever. You'll uh, you'll still fucking love it and listen to it anyway. On that note, I love you all. Yeah.